Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, we're on. I've already started. Oh, yes. You certainly do. Yes, you living well do. Very, very unprofessional. Yeah. Um, have you got your lips allowed? No, you don't have to get lips allowed. I'm so not, not a like lips addict. I'm fine. Right, okay. I've got a moist lip. Uh, <laughs> Just the face. one. Just the one. The one, the one on my face is all right. <laughs> Downstairs, I'm forever having to dose up. Um... <laughs> Now, uh, I've been very busy. I know you have. And I've done a job that I can't talk about. And it was <gasps> it was very hard work. Right. And it meant very early starts. Right. And um, it was on a set. It was, is it a postal round you're doing? It's not a postal round. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'd, I'd, if I had a postal round, I'd be half the size I am. It's actually the <laughs> ideal job. Um, but I can't talk about it. So we'll have to <gasps> talk about you mostly. Yeah, oh, yeah, but that's annoying because now I want to guess what it is. Well, don't, you can't, and you never will. <gasps> and it's very important, isn't it? I, I might can tell see. you off air. I can see yes. this. Yes. And it's thrilling, isn't it? I can it, see it that too. Slightly thrilling. <gasps> and it's going to be big. It's over when, now. It, when it comes out, it's going to be big, not isn't that it? Big. It's not going to be as big as I want it to be. Is it going to be on the telly? Yeah. Uh, that's No more clues. Now stop oh, it. Oh, spoil sport. I want to talk to you about Sienna, your oldest daughter's move. Everyday and life. Whether you were allowed to poke your great fat nose in. Because she told you, when you were in France, to butt out. She did a bit, didn't she? God, you've got a good memory. Well, she did. you had a flounce. You got all upset about it. <laughs> well, I did. And the trouble is, if you have a flounce and you get upset... The danger is that people cave in and actually let you do what you said you wanted to do. So, no, did I? Was I allowed to get put my nose in? Oh, yes. Big time. OK, the move was from London to near Oxford. Yes. We won't give postcodes. Well, no, no, we better not. No, we better not. Because people, people listening, they might go and watch. You, well, you, they might queue up outside a window <laughs> to see indeed, what it's like. Indeed. The older, older and wider community yeah, might yeah. take to their cars with their car <laughs> rugs and go and have a look. Yeah, exactly. She was moving from a two bedroom flat into a proper house yes with... into a proper house yeah. now okay so what i need to say first of all is that that um mike and i hired the van okay we took it upon ourselves to hire the van at our house you know from oxford to go down there and um you know once you start to think well actually we'll get through all the n25 traffic you know so basically we had to set off at seven o'clock mike's driving the van it's a luton van which apparently is a thing in van terms he's so not a white van man no oh <laughs> No, he I've really never isn't. heard him swear. No, he doesn't. You know, he doesn't I would have had to I'm give terrible. him a lesson because I'm great at swearing. Yeah, well, you get. Yeah, I know, and I'm getting better. In fact, I, sometimes I think I'm better than you are. And that's really. I've saying taught you something. everything I know. I know, and I'm now yeah, super duper well trained in it. 
Anyway, so he picked it up on the the night before the move, and so we get to the you know we get to it, and we've already got you know I've packed the sandwiches and I've got the chocolate biscuits and all that and the coffee and I'm all you know fired up, terribly excited. So we get it's in like the van. It's like your idea of heaven, isn't it? It this, is really? a bit because like it a massive a project. Yeah, to I know. get your teeth into. Yeah, I know. And moving. did you have lists? Oh, lots of lists, several lists. Sienna had lists too, mind you. It wasn't the only one with lists. But anyway, so we, we set off and we had to get something in the back of the van. Can't remember what, before we set off. Oh, I know, one of those things for moving boxes. You know, I'd got one of those from B&Q. A pallet lifter. Oh, oh yeah, that's exactly what, I didn't know that's what they were called. Well, but one I, of those. I guess, but yeah. It's Very a, good. Okay. Very good. And I, cleverly, I thought, said, I know, why don't we get one of those vans that have got the tailgate lift on the back, yeah. you know, the ones, yeah, because you probably know all about these things, but I didn't. But anyway, I saw one and I thought, bloody hell, those are good because you've got this lifty thing. So you just have to get whatever it is you're moving onto the platform. Yeah, and then it, and then it lifts up to the level of the van and then yeah, push on exactly. like a sofa. Otherwise, you try to pick yes, up a sofa. exactly. And How yeah. good was that? So we got one of those. However, we Did couldn't set off. up and down on it a couple of times? Oh, well, I'm going to get to that. Uh, <laughs> We couldn't work out how to lift it up because obviously, well, Mike had picked it up in a hurry. It was parked right right by the back of this hedge and nobody had shown him how to lift the what's-it and he hadn't asked either. Which oh, God. Yeah, exactly. Oh, poor Mike. So we spent, I'm not kidding, half an hour with all the traffic building up trying to work out to work how to how to work the fucking the thing. hydraulics the hydraulics couldn't yeah. work it out you know and uh we, anyway we did what the young people do youtube we it. Googled, yeah we yeah. youtubed it so that's right so we youtubed it on the drive yeah. yeah yeah found the isolator button all that and then up it, up it went and so finally set off late and um yeah, yeah, the van. The van it's, it's quite nice driving a van isn't it well i wasn't driving but quite like being in a van well it's high up Exactly. You can see the world. You can see the world. It's like you feel invincible. I Absolutely. Mean, you do. You feel yeah. t- totally yeah. invincible. Did you sing? Did you have well, some music? Well, it was music? quite jolly, you yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. You know, broke into the sound. Did you give him a blowjob on the lay-by? <laughs> oh, don't be ridiculous. Oh, you know. Of course not. No, I gave him a pork pie. I think I gave him a pork pie. Which might be one of your so we got there, and the trouble is, oh, God. We get there. and Were they properly packed? They were properly packed. Okay. Yeah, they were properly packed. But, you know, it was two floors up. It's two... So every single box, you're up two floors, down two floors. Yeah, absolutely. No lift. No lift. No lift. No lift. So there's... there's yeah, there's... there's uh, Well, there's four of us, and then Aaron came to help with the big items. But, it, you know, and Sienna was kind of trying to organise where everything went and everything, but it was it was like a massive workout. So massive okay, workout. Okay, Aaron is your second daughter's boyfriend. Yeah. So, but Ellen, the second daughter, didn't turn up. No, she was busy. She was busy at work. To be fair, it was a Friday. Okay, okay. She did send a text. She, she sent she sent a text saying, "Oh, you know, good luck today. Sorry, I can't be there." And I sent one back saying, "Yeah, I think you're well out of it." Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, up two stores. Yeah, massive. Anyway, what became apparent is that we were running out of room. A Luton's a biggie, uh, is it? I don't yeah. know. And. We're sort of thinking, God, we've still got to get this cross trainer on. We've got to get single bed. We start to run out of room. And in the end, Sienna was sort of like climbed into the middle of it. And, you know, saying, right, find me something this size. I can poke it at the back here. You know, what something round and soft. So we get, you know, and we had to get a few things out and repack them. And then, of course, the couple moving in were starting to get restless. They arrived, you know, drumming their fingers. It was all quite stressful. I can imagine. 
So unexhausting, exhausting. Anyway, there were two things Quite left. Quite boring. We uh, at one point yeah. you get a little bit oh, bored. Oh, I did. I thought I'm bored with this game. Yeah. Now. Did you wish that you really hadn't did. kissed and made up after the row, and that you could have just <laughs> left it at that stage where she said, "I don't want you to come," yeah. Yeah. and you did you yeah. flouncing and didn't yeah. flounce back in. I thought did you yeah. know me very well, yeah, don't I you? Because I, I know a sequel. I might be on a nice bike ride now. So there were two things left over at the end, and we just couldn't find any room for them at all. One was the cross train because you know they're quite sort of big aren't they and yeah, strange huge. and then the only other thing that was left over was the laundry basket with all the, all the dirty washing in it which for some reason had got left last so that came in the cab with me you know with us in the, in the cab with a few other things do you mean in the to, front of the looting the, yeah yeah in front yeah. of the loot, yeah. looting yeah, yeah. so you sat all the way to Oxfordshire <laughs> with a laundry basket yeah, well, of stinking laundry yeah, on well, your yeah, lap. Yeah, well, yeah, pretty much I did, pretty much. But, you know, such is the stuff it's of kind mother. Of a, a mother's kind of role, isn't it? Do you know, it is, isn't it, when you think about it? Anyway, we got we got to the other end and we had to pick up Robin and Mark who were helping us unload. And I realised... And who were they? Are they professionals? Were they, no, no, they're not. No, they're just a guy that does our sort of odd jobs and his, okay, his mates okay. who we were paying to help oh, us unload. Oh, is that the one I've seen in your garden that yes. I thought was a sniper? <laughs> yes, he wears a combat jacket, doesn't he? Well, Did not a combat. He's in, <laughs> he's in army fatigues. Yes, yes. he is. Well yeah. remembered. Yeah, him and his mate. Um, and I sort of suddenly realised, well, we're not going to be able to get them in and the dirty laundry and me because we had to pick them up from the station and take them to, to, to where the house was. So the only the only thing I could do is I thought, I know, I'll get out of at Oxford Parkway with the dirty washing basket and the laundry and, th- and Robin and Mark will have to get in to go and start unloading because we're running out of time to get... How long is it going to take? You know, it's going to be dark. It was it's like 4.30, oh, 5 o'clock. Oh, yeah, time was getting on. Yes. We're getting the rush hour traffic. So so I get out at Oxford Parkway, Parkway with this huge laundry basket full of dirty washing which I have to carry on the oh, train. Oh, we're talking wicker with a lid. Oh, yeah, wicker with a, a lid. Aladdin's yeah. basket. Oh, yes, but heavy. Peter Jones special. Yeah, I, have to keep, I have to keep stopping because it's so heavy. Um, so how do you get from Oxford Parkway to the new place? Do you get a cab? There's a, no, there's a train. And okay. then, but it's okay. quite a walk from the, you know, from, from the station oh. to their house. I have to keep stopping. I have to keep saying to people, it's a long story. <laughs> Well, it must have looked like you were running away from home. I don't know what it looked With all your like. dirty laundry. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I should think people looked at me and thought, nope, it's no good. I, I just can't work out yeah. what's going it's on there. It's a washerwoman Dick Whittington. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's not, it's not adding up. Nothing's making, it, nothing, nothing's making any sense. I think so, I, I, I'm not sure whether I'd have chucked their I sort of knackered. dirty laundry out at some point. <laughs> Would you? I don't I don't know. There's something about. I don't know whether I could have carried an, a man's underwear mm. on a train. What do you mean? Well, in that in the dirty laundry oh, basket. Oh yes, I'm sure. I didn't look. I, mean, didn't I didn't look. rifle through it. But yes, I'm sure. Did you keep the lid safely on? Well, yeah, I did. But it's it, it was really tough. I would tell you what I was longing for was to find an abandoned trolley. That would that would have been a joyous yeah. find. And then you would have looked like you had <laughs> lost your home entirely. <laughs> To be quite honest, Judy. I really would. I you have to like be very careful lady. of that, yeah. It's not At our look, age, it? we can't actually go out on the no. street with random objects in a shopping right. trolley or a baby's pram. <laughs> you know, there's a woman down the Walworth yeah. Road who has a baby's pram, pram full of dogs and they've all got nits. 
Uh, you, you've got to watch it. It's no, a bad look. Right. No, it is. And I was heading that way. Yeah. I was definitely heading that yeah, way. And you'd been a bit grubby from the mood. Oh, I that. was grubby from yeah. the mood. I was bad mood. I was bad tempered. Yeah. I was hungry. I was fed up. And knowing that we'd got hours and hours of it the other so, end. And then you get oh. to the, the new house. And at yeah. this point, what you should do is you should say, I'm staying for a couple of hours. We're going to have a takeaway and then we're going home. Yeah, we did that, but uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, oh, I'd had enough. I'd had enough, and everything. Look, I mean, I felt sorry for them because you know what it's like. It looked like a popcorn machine had just gone, and everything had gone everywhere. Did, did they know everything. where? Had they labelled everything? Kitchen, bathroom. Not or... bad. Not bad bit yeah. of labelling. Yeah, not bad. Because the... that's the most important thing, you know. It is, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Because I come from a moving family. I'll be the army. The army, and that's all done. Very, it, it's a regimental thing. You just do it properly. Yes. And um but when I've moved myself I've always employed people. Well yeah, I professional think, people because yeah. the last time I moved it was from a a Georgian house, a, a four-story Georgian house. At the time I was I was working a lot. It was 15 years ago. I was quite at the height. Did you pay people to pack it up? Yeah, I did. did you? Yeah, That's I, expensive. I just, well, I d- do you know what? I don't think it was that bad. Really? It was a huge team of people and they knew what they were doing and yeah. instead of dithering about, they just did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but, the, of course, the problem with that is I didn't cull quite as much as I should have done. Right. Of course, Jeff, because he'd got built his own new minimalist house, no curtains, no nothing. He just wanted to get rid of everything. And I found, I found that difficult for a little while. Did you get rid of everything? Or was it got, all in that lockup of yours? got the lockup of shame, yeah, yeah, which, honestly, yeah. Judith, um, it's right to the top. And there are things that we haven't seen for... 15 years. At the back. What happens if you need something at the back? Well, you, what is it? We don't know what's at the back. <laughs> I can't remember. It's too long. Gosh. So, and it does get to a point if you don't need it, you haven't had it for 15 years, eventually it should go. I know, but it's easier said than done, isn't it? Very, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But now it's 15 years and I've suddenly realised that we have filled, crammed <laughs> this house too. And really yeah. we should move now and do another massive cull. Yeah. Uh, and then we've had Phoebe staying. I've never, I've never known anybody leave so much as a trail. I was like, she'd make the world's worst spy. Everything she does, there is evidence <laughs> of her having been there. Go on. Oh, she fancied doing some yoga. Well, the yoga mat lives rolled up underneath the sofa. <laughs> no, the yoga mat is still left out. Is and it? By the side, there's a, a, a cup of tea with a tea bag in. I find that slovenly <laughs> as well. All around that she because her boyfriend's been away and she was scared of being alone in the flat. So oh, she came, was she? Was well, she? But, is she like that at home or is she like that? Because no, she's clear? like that at home. No, I mean, is she like that in her home? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, is she? It's not just because you're she's, there and you're you're and I said, up Phoebe, the I, It's as if you don't see it. She said, I do see it. I just find the idea of tidying it up really boring. Really? Does she really? She, yes. But I'm impressed that she can function in untidiness because I can't. Well, no, she walks into another space that's tidy and then sets up a little camp there and then makes that untidy and then goes, well, I better find somewhere else that's a bit tidy (laughs) where I can do my... Oh, I know, I'll go to my mother's study. I'll take over there. Leave a load of shit in there. I tell you. In a way, I take my hat off to her. Well, I I think that's quite, you know, that's quite a good way of operating Well, if you took your hat off, she'd... Fill it full of scarves and leave it somewhere. So do you go round rolling up the, the yoga mat or do you just get, you know, do you well, do, today do, you do thought, huffy and all I under thought, your breath? I I'll leave that today. Oh, you know, and all her breakfast stuff is still out. And it's just, it's remarkable. 
It really is, honestly. But there we go. So do they like their new home? Oh, I think they love it. I think they love it. I mean, I, What you time know, did you leave? Oh, I think we left about eight o'clock. I don't, do you know the next day? I oh, my legs ached, my arm. I'd done me, I'd done me, me shoulder in. I was yeah. completely shuttered. I know. I, I was just sad enough. And we've been back to, twice, three times since then doing things. I'm invited or not? Oh no, invited. I think they need us at the moment. Actually, to be honest, okay, they do. Okay. Well, I'd like to think they do a bit. Okay. And do you like it? <laughs> how how long does it take you to get from yours to there? It's half an hour. It's a bit further than I'd have liked, but come on, it's better than living in the other side of London, isn't it? No, I, th- so I think that half an hour is... It's about right, isn't it? Oh, probably. yes. I think any shorter and they'd be in trouble. Yeah. I think you'd just sort of be constantly there. Got a key. Oh, shit. <laughs> Didn't ask for it. She said, you better have a key. I know. Got to be careful, haven't I? Oh, well, you've I've got, got to be careful. You've got access at all times. I know. No, stop it. I'm not going to be like that. She might listen to this. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be. No, no. Anyway, yes, okay. Well, I hope they're very happy. Me too. Me too. Well, you have to look at Jeff's website and maybe you should buy her a nice print for her oh, new that'd house. that would be good. Yeah. Be What's good. his website called? It's called... Oh, well done, Judith. Thank oh, you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's called 20thcenturyprints.com. Ooh. And that's written out. It's not in sort of letters or numbers. Numbers. It well, 20th, proper 20th. 20th, yes. T W E 20th yes. century. Spell century right. And I think you have to go put the www dot in front of it as well. Do you? Well he's made that the website himself. Right. I know you're but joking. It, well he's tried. He's clever, it's, isn't he? Isn't he clever? He is clever. Yeah, he's very clever. Um so we're doing that. I'm going to be because I I find those sales absolutely exhausting as well because we have to hire a van as well, but we hire oh. a man to drive it. So do you have one of those things that you... Can... <laughs> They're fantastic, aren't they? They're great no, we fun. we don't have one of those. We have a big, strong ox it. of a man. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. Um, and because when we take do the art sales, we have to take false walls. So we have to carry walls into the what, place. like sort of display um, yeah boards yeah they're, fi- yeah they're fire doors in wow. actual fact wow. yes. Wow. It's fucking exhausting. I don't get paid. I sit there all day. And people want to talk to you, I well, bet. They, you know, oh. And I have to pretend I know about oh, all the mid-20th century artists and God. all that kind of thing. Where really you want to be at home. Well, this, I've, I've better Do you have one of those mar- those things around A money waist. belt? Yeah, a money belt, that, like, that, like market no, but traders we've got, have. We've got a credit card machine. Oh, there's Posh. I know. So, hand-sized credit card machine. We're all set up. It's all very professional. I think Jeff would like me to wear a sweatshirt with 20th century prints on, but I'm, I'm drawing a line. <laughs> I don't believe so you. I've been up, not, you see, when I think about moving and all that kind of thing, because I went up to see my, oh, I'm exhausted. You know when you write a book? You write a book and you think, well, that's it, I've written a book and it's out. Can everyone just fucking buy it? Just buy it, for <laughs> sake. Make my life a bit easier. All I want, all I want to do out of books is write a book. Then I want thousands of people to buy it. Well, yeah, hundreds of hundreds thousands. Hundreds of thousands of people to yeah, buy it. Yeah, Preferably when it's in hardback, when it's really expensive. Do you get more for that? Yeah, yeah. It's oh. what you want. Yes. Hundreds of thousands of people buy Yes. Then you want the phone call that goes, oh, listen, we've been thinking about turning this into a Sunday night serial. Oh, That's yes. That's what I want. Yes. Uh, well, it's not much to ask. It's, blood, it's a bloody good book. It's nothing. There's nothing to ask at all. But that, uh, that doesn't happen. What happens is you have to go and, and try and sell your wares at sort of lunch clubs and things like that. And anyway, there's a very nice little bookshop near my mum's, right, called Plackett and Booth. 
Plackett and Booth. Oh, Plackett and Booth. Plackett and Booth. Has to be a northern thing, doesn't it, that? It's a, it's a very nice little shop. It, it sells it. books and it also sells Alex Munro jewellery. How oh. nice is that? Very good. So anyway, um, they're doing a, a lunch with me. Not a sit-down, you yes, mean not a school stu- dinner? You mean like a school dinner with the, you? The, the, the Filed Rugby Club. Oh, really? Yes, in the in the dining room. At oh. the file- well, the funny thing about the Filed Rugby Club, um, it's a rugby club with a pitch, you know, for people to play rugby. Well, we yeah. used to live opposite it. And I've shown you that house. It's in Lytham St. Anne's. Yeah. Up for sale. The very house? The very no. house opposite the rugby club. How much? Well, this is the thing. If you want to go and live in the north, Judith, I have lived in the north. Well, yeah, you did. You got frozen mm. out, though. You got trench foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you had to come dry out in the <laughs> south. Well, Lytham St. Anne's, there is a, I think it's a six-bedroom, detached, with a drive, parking for uh, one or two cars at the front, double garage at the back, plus outbuildings, um, under seven, just a tad under £700,000. <sighs> I know, and I, I almost, if we'd had time, I'd have, I'd have rung posed, on the doorbell, posed, opposed, posed as a, a I might have put an offer in. <laughs> a low one. I might have said, listen, <laughs> can I have it? 600 grand cash, come on. <laughs> when I think about, you know, what people had to pay for in London, it's, it's ridiculous. It's amazing. So there we are, there's our moving stories. Okay, um, I think we've, uh, we've filled in. We've Can't done... we have a bit of a sandwich bit before the guest comes in? We've got Tanya coming in, haven't we? We've got, I think, Tanya first, then sandwich. I like to see you suffer. <laughs> I want to... Listen, OK, uh, listeners, we've got a guest coming in, and I want to see... Right, listen hard. I mean, obviously, listen to the guests and the us, but if you listen really hard, see if you can hear Judith's stomach rumble <laughs> throughout the next half hour, because I think it might. <sighs> oh, might, it will. Got your pussy. Oh, yes. So she! One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. You can clap along, Tanya. Are you musical? No. Neither are we. Neither are we. But you were very decisive. You did two claps to say, look, I've joined in. That's enough. Well, okay. My son, he loves music. He actually... Wait, you've got two sons, though. Yes, I do. Let's start at the beginning. You're a stand-up Furious. comic and new mother. Yes. But a mother, second time around, you've got a toddler... I have a toddler, he's three. Yes. And a new baby, he's just turned six months. Okay, now you walked in here and I, I did say you looked quite tired. You said you looked absolutely knackered. I said you looked <laughs> fucked. What, what are you, you said, how old are you? How old what you are actually you? Said. 
I'm very, I'm very upset. I've got 14 layers of Dulux Matamulsion on as well. I look even <laughs> worse underneath all this. You're, and you're quite thin. That baby is sucking the life out he of is. you. Or is he not? Because Well, he's, he's lactose intolerant, so I can't supplement um, myself with 14 slabs of chocolate a day. Which is what I am. Um, okay, about. tell us what happens when you have a baby who's lactose intolerant. So my son, the new one, he got he got colic, yeah. and he would just scream for six hours a day. And everyone said, "Oh dear, you know, colic. There's nothing you can do about it. You just have to manage your expectations." Because it turns out, it's the primary cause, I think, of non-accidental injury of babies. And my brother-in-law, he's a pediatrician, so he was quite concerned. I'm mean, not that he was. He didn't think for a second I was going to hurt the baby, but yeah. he knows how stressful it is. But I found it so upsetting that I spent my entire life Googling and I basically gave up everything in the world that anyone ever said could help with colic. Yeah. And um, one of those things was dairy. And it turns out that is the thing. So, so. you worked that out yourself. It wasn't a kind of uh, a medic that said, take the dairy out of no, your every, diet. No, everyone said, manage your expectations. You're going to have a nervous breakdown. And I have a few oh friends goodness. whose babies had had colic and they said, there's nothing that you can do. But it turns out for me there wasn't because I, I could see that there were other things wrong his skin was getting worse and worse he was getting these when spots. you say his skin was getting worse I'll show you a picture because I can see you just you're all into it I'm, I'm well we're <laughs> hypochondriacs Tanya so we what have, happens is that we just soak up ailments of yeah, other we people we haven't don't had we? hypochondriac corner for a while no, we're we so haven't. thrilled so by the time I leave here you're both going to think that you're lactose intolerant tell me we're not breastfeeding Jenny <laughs> this is going to be no use to us at all we're not going to be able to use this I refuse to let you latch on to me ever again <laughs> right let's have a look at oh yeah, I'm looking at your baby so you on hit- a picture. Oh, you've got a shattered skin. It looks to me like a very bad case of milk spot rash. Now, you see, this is what everyone said. Um, yeah. But if you look, it's going over his scalp and okay. over his eyelids and inside his ears. And within 24 hours of me giving up dairy... Ding, ding. Oh, my goodness. Oh, uh, what a beautiful baby. I mean, not that he wasn't beautiful with the spots, but, but also, you can you actually could... see him now. Yeah, and also his face was downturned because he was always in constant pain. And Judith, have a look at those two pictures. Spotty baby mm. and yep. then non-spotty I mean, baby. That's just, oh that's just one bit of oh, his dropped face. your phone, I see. Yeah. Like yeah. I thought he had sort of a lot of facial hair oh. as well, but that's his smashed screen. Yeah. Oh, my word. It looks like a completely different child. Yeah, and just think how he was doing that to him. It makes me so sad. But what would have happened if you'd carried on? Well, it was getting worse and worse. Yeah. Like, it was spreading all down his chest and stuff, which is another reason I knew it wasn't just baby spots. Yeah. And, like, over his How long had you fed him for until you stopped? Well, this is the thing. The colic started at one month. So it started as if it was colic. He'd been totally happy. And I had noticed him being slightly more restless after I'd had a hot chocolate. I'm, I'm a real chocolate person. Okay. So I had noticed that with irritation but not in a decisive fashion and then the colic started and then I am um, one of the things I gave up was dairy and that was what made the difference. So when you say you've given up dairy are you doing soya and all those kind of things or are you putting no. in because you're having a black coffee now we've noticed. Yeah well I know um I can't have anything at all so my husband once cooked with butter and he got sick for three days and he didn't Gosh. tell me that he cooked with butter until Gosh. the baby got sick. I'm actually going to see a paediatrician next week so I'm going to stop breastfeeding soon because I have to I can't get any thinner. <laughs> um, well that's another thing I said to you because Judith and I just said well where's, where has the yeah, baby fat the baby gone? gone? Yeah. I was thin after my first baby. The baby comes out. I don't really understand. Yeah but my babies came out and I was still pretty fat. But I, I'm not sure it's a friend of mine she's learned to bake a Terrible mistake. Don't learn how to bake. Because you're tasting what you're cooking and she's a brilliant baker, but I don't think it's... But you can't have any of it anyway because it's all got butter in it. And yeah, all but that. This, is, this is what I mean, though. I'm saying it's also about your hobbies. So my first son, I was eating 
normally, but I was thin because I wasn't doing anything domestic, like cooking nice things for other people. I think if you if you if you if you're, if you're um, if you're not a kind, good woman, then well, you're a stand it, then you're up. <laughs> if you listen, you're a stand up. You're not going to be a kind, good woman. No, there's no point. I don't know any kind, good women in in comedy. I do think I'm a lot nicer if I'm working. Like if I don't work for a week, I am absolutely out of control. Which tell us your story into you? stand up. How did you jealousy? What, oh, I've, I've had my whole entire career is built on jealousy and spite. <laughs> tell us more. Well, I was on a writing course a hundred years ago at the Royal Court Theatre with a with um, a man called Luke Toulson, who's now a comic. And you know, I thought a couple of weeks of this, and I'll have a play on at the Royal Court. Yeah. Anyway, it didn't work out like that. And at one point, I was having another existential crisis in my twenties, and I went to Paris for a month, and I ended up not coming back for a year and a half. And in fact, a couple of years, I went for America afterwards. And the point is, when I eventually did get back, I was sort of I was writing for work, but I was temping between writing jobs, and it got to the point where I was. Were writing. you writing for television, or were you writing for the stage? At that point, I was writing anything. So, like, I was doing academic dissertations, I was doing health and safety DVDs, I was doing anything that would pay. I was doing um, uh, like financial pitches for a big architectural project. I was really doing, and I was just a writer for hire. Sounds great. It was disastrous. I was also working on a novel that I never finished. I was supposed to be doing creative stuff and it had just sort of become non-creative stuff or it's very creative but in the wrong areas and then I was temping between writing jobs and it became that I was just seemed to be temping more than writing and I was in this office I'll never forget it it was in I was working at reception in a bank in the city and this reception had no windows and I was sitting next to this girl yeah all I need is a window to daydream out of and I'm happy and this girl, she was sitting next to me, and she just spent all day, every day, talking about her Louis Vuitton handbag and her boyfriend. And oh, she sounds great. And I needed a window to jump out of, and there just wasn't one. And I, it, this is back in the days of MySpace, and I thought I'd Google this guy, Luke, that I'd been on this writing course with. Um, I was Googling everyone that I was on that writing course with, hoping to see failure everywhere. And <laughs> <laughs> it's so reassuring when you realise other people have thoughts like that. And he, it turned out, had won the Perrier. Oh, for goodness (laughs) sake! With his double act partner. And worse than that, they'd stopped working as a double act and he'd become a stand-up. But I had a a panic attack. I basically had to leave this office. Oh, Tanya. And I was outside chain-smoking and I called a friend of mine and I was saying, I don't understand, I'm I'm very hot and I want to hurt somebody. (laughs) And... (laughs) And she said, oh, it's jealousy. She'd had that um, with men. I hadn't. I'd never experienced jealousy. No, I've never had it over men, but I have it with my career. Yeah, and... And she said, this is jealousy. And I thought, she is right. And years, for years, people have told me to do stand-up. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't. And then I basically went and saw him do a gig the week after. And I still remember he was on with David Whitney, Joe Wilkinson, Holly Walsh. It was a great night. And him, Luke Torsten, he's excellent. And uh, I thought, this is what I have to do. And the next day I booked myself into a spot. Did you? What, an open mic slot? Yeah. Did you? And how long did it take you to get the material together? And did you have... I mean, did, how long did it take you to feel like, I am a stand-up? Well, I, the first time I did a gig, I knew that that was going to be what I did forever. But it, I've now been going for 10 years, so... And I didn't think... You know, I'm not... Um, I haven't done the Apollo yet. I haven't got my Netflix and Listen, special. darling, I haven't done the Apollo... Yeah. I've only done it once for a book thing, 
Um, that counts. I, that counts. Well, I did. As I walked across the stage, I, I did. It did flash into my head. I, I said, "Went well. This is me live at the Apollo." Yes. <laughs> but it's not on the telly. It's just in front of a load of marketing. Well, people. I got a lot of things wrong. I think when I started out because I only wanted to be a stand-up. I really, the whole thing I like about it is that it's. It's of its moment and then it's gone. It's very ephemeral and it's the excitement and the the, the the fear only comes from the fact that it's not edited. And I never was interested in doing television. But in the I last, don't think television is the be all and end all well, either. I think it's also the people that do well on TV aren't the people that do well in a club. I was mm. tr- explaining this to someone the other day. There's a brilliant, brilliant act who has huge sexual charisma and you can't when you see him live there is no one to match him and I was watching him on television I was thinking why isn't it the same watching him on TV and I realised it's because television gives everybody charisma you can have absolutely zero charisma in real life but the second you're on television you look like something's happening because I thought that you could just work on the live circuit and that I think you can you can but you don't end up getting the gigs that you want if you don't have certain TV credits which I've seen in the last couple of years so now I'm trying to reappraise my so now you want to do telly yeah, I would like to just do enough to get the live gigs that I want, the bigger ones. Because I did a few support dates for Catherine Ryan on her tour. That must have been and she, a, a, an eye-opener. Well, yeah, because she's setting out these... I'd done some tour support before, and frankly, it wasn't the same. But she, you'd be in a basement in an arts theatre and in the regions, and it wouldn't be full. And when I was doing a few support gigs for Catherine, it would be the theatre, and there'd be thousands of people, mm-hmm. and it would be sold or, out. Uh, and immediately the status goes up. Doesn't yeah, it? and it's a totally different and feeling. Yeah. And, and the atmosphere must be the different. The atmosphere obviously. is fantastic, mm-hmm. and people are so excited to be there. And they're savvy people, and they, they've paid money for their tickets. They're going to listen, and they're also on board with dark humour. So mm-hmm. you don't feel that you've accidentally got the wrong audience. My stuff is dark, and... That's I, what I get that from re- the reviews. They, they, they're all very positive, and they're all very, uh, saying, you, you uh, the queen of the one-liner, and it's but it is dark. It's dark, yeah. Yeah. The other writing that you used to do, has that all fallen by the wayside or do you still keep your hand in? Oh, are you talking about the creative writing or the writing for hire? Both. Well, I write jokes for the people. How do you do that? It's like giving away babies. No, because I wouldn't give away anything I could use myself. I've got you. Like I, there's certain things I couldn't say. Okay. Whereas if you're listening to somebody, you hear their voice, you hear their tone, you know that they are certain... I couldn't say certain things. It would be really peculiar. Yeah. And other people couldn't say certain stuff, but they could say things that I can't necessarily use. And it's really fun writing in someone else's character. I think it's just like writing in a... If I'm writing a script, I'm writing for different voices, and it would be the same. But anything that is for my voice, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be given away. And how many times stuff. a week are you going out? Um, well... Five shows in the weekend, and then last night, tonight, tomorrow night. Oh, that's a lot. I'm, I'm that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's quite handy, they stand up, because you can put the children to sleep, can't you, and then you can go to work. But, I, but I, I'm interested that you say that you did stand up, and you knew right from the first time you did it that that's what you were going to do. Yeah. I mean, that, that's fascinating. What what was well, it like, about it? I came it? to it quite late. I came to it in my late 20s. Yeah, but what was it about doing it that... that, uh, that well, was... because I was when I was writing my novel... Um, ridiculous book but every time I wrote a paragraph I would basically run down and read it out to my housemates and I remember one of my housemates saying to me you cannot expect to clap at the end of every sentence <laughs> she said you're just never going to finish this <laughs> if you keep running up and down the you stairs you want approval you wanted approval I did and when I did stand up I was like oh wow this is how you get a clap at the get end of every applause, sentence yeah. and that's what I need yeah. and it's the, it keeps me going and I think writing's quite lonely and stand up is very sociable and 
it is it's isolated. I'm not very good at working in a team. I can I can take that. I accept that. So stand up, you're very isolated. You're all alone. It's you against everybody. But then afterwards, you get to hang, hang out, out with, with, with like-minded people, people who are as as weird as you in yeah. that respect. And it, it also means that the second you like tomorrow night, I'm, oh, is it what day is it today? I'm so lost. Is it Wednesday? Wednesday. Tuesday? Tonight? Oh God, it's tonight. I'm doing a new material night, so I can see if my new stuff works or not immediately. I don't have to sit there sweating about it. Do you have to send it off to an editor? No, or, I don't have yeah. to wait for anybody. Yeah. The last thing I understand very much because um, I've always thought that Mac, um, Apple Mac, should it, it somehow into their machines, into their computers, put an applause button so that <laughs> when you've done a thousand words, because I write books, and I want to hit a thousand words in a day, and once I want that thing to break out. Whoa! So I, 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 yeah, that would be good. Wouldn't it be good? I'd like it after everything. You know, I'd like, like it. Just... I like something like that in the kitchen. You've washed up a yeah, mess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dishwasher beautifully stacked. Yeah. Cheers. Oh, thank Cheers. you very much. Yes. Uh, do you think? Do you think there is something about this business? I mean, I'm obviously not a stand-up, and never will I be a stand-up. So, but but I know I'm very needy of approval, and I think more than usual. Maybe there is something about this business which is well, I think quite needy that, emotionally. I think that's also why t- mm, social media is interesting because it's a great opportunity to get your stuff out there, but mm. you've sort of got to accept. Like, I've only just posted a clip last week. I never put stuff online. And even my father said to me the other day, you've still not got anything online. Oh, you know? that's bad if your dad yeah, said so, that. Yeah, I thought, my God, you, he's worked out what online is before I <laughs> <laughs> before I've managed to put something on it. So I put something out last week and, I, and I'm putting something out on Friday and then I'm going to start doing a clip a week, basically, mm-hmm. and seeing what, what difference it makes. But I, I've got to accept that I'm going to get some people who don't like it. And that's what's interesting. I think this sort of addict... This, this neediness to have some kind of feedback is now seeping into the general population and I don't think that that's healthy. Well, I've got it. I've got... Because uh, I did a tweet um, a couple of... Ooh, what day is it today? Probably about 10... To, at the You're beginning both as of, bad as each other, for God's sake. Yeah, competing now over who's the neediest but I did this tweet and it was just a sort of you know thinking about doing so, uh, sober October until I realised that October was Brexit <laughs> I thought fuck that that got 20,000 likes did it really yes <gasps> and I I thought it was, it was very not panting with jealousy <laughs> yeah I thought it was a throw little throwaway thing wow and get, you know a couple of hundred likes all that And but as it went up I started I kept checking yeah. I got quite it's upset. So I would have addictive. Done. I it's so done. dangerous. I really think it's dangerous. It really d- for yeah. people like me. I mean, I did nothing else that day, but see, you know, <laughs> just watch your own. Yeah, fandom but that pre- is effectively your keyboard giving you a round of applause, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's in the some same respect it is. it is. Anyway, listen, you must go and have a great gig tonight. We're going to watch these clips, and then you know we'll. And then write nasty things under them. Slag. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not. And we'll, we'll clap in real life when we watch them. We'll give you. We'll do real laughing and real clapping. It's really lovely to meet you. Thank very you much. So much. nice to be here. Very Thank you very much, much for having so. me. Absolute pleasure. Listen, <laughs> take care of yourself. Lovely to see you too. Thank you for having me. Bye bye. Bye. If you enjoy Older and Wider and would like to support the podcast, please like subscribe and share tell your friends about it we need some more subscribers and reviews you find us on itunes mind you if you're not listening to this you know it's kind of fighting a losing battle no it's not come on you can email the show at 
olderwiderpod at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter, should you fancy that, at Jenny Eclair. And me on Grey, oh, at Grey Pride UK. I never know what my Twitter handle is. Is that what it's called, a Twitter handle? So Whenever you, you see Grey, you say Grey Pride, I always imagine you as a big, proud squirrel. Do you? Big, proud, grey squirrel. Do you? Sitting there proudly, yes. Busying away. Yeah, with a nut, a great nut. <laughs> Don't have to take that. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.